When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Big week in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center calls for a big practice report. Uh, the Penn State report, a lot to get to with the 40-year vet Tim May and Andy Baxter, but we've only got 20 minutes to do it before the Buckeyes kick us out of here because they're going to get to work on preparing for Penn State. Let's make this succinct then. There we go. Uh, some housekeeping. Ryan Day, no updates on any injuries. To be expected, I did not expect to hear anything from him. He said he was hopeful all of the injured Buckeyes. That includes Chip Trainum, uh, Denzel Burke, Mecca Buka, Trevian Henderson, Mayan Williams. Mayan Williams. He's hopeful they will all be back, but we don't really know. And from there, we go. Tim May, what uh, do you got for us? Jermaine Matthews looks to me like if he is thrust into a uh, regular role on Saturday, he looks like he's ready to go. I may have just stole that from Anders Backstrom. If I did, I'm sorry, Andy. Andy don't call me Anders. Uh, bottom line is, you know, we saw this uh, story before, right, last year when all of a sudden they had to start, what, two freshmen? cornerbacks against Wisconsin, if I remember correctly. Uh, and uh, one of those guys moved on. But but the bottom line is, uh, I think Jermaine Matthews is ready to go if, in fact, that's the case. Because to me, that's that's as big a question as anything is Denzel Burke's availability for this game. Because I think this defense is really hitting its stride right now. Yeah, Dallin Hayden's another talking point right now after yeah. the game he had. At Purdue, the question is, what will be the redshirt situation for him? And Brian Day said today, they're still evaluating that. They still got to figure out what's the best thing for this team, but they don't need to answer that question right now in terms of if they want to redshirt him or not. He still has two more games to play right. before that's at stake. And Tim, house you asked, money. I think you'd call it house money. Could yeah, you? right. Tim, you asked about rotating running backs. Like, how do you do it in practice? Prepare for a game like this. How many snaps can Dallin get? Of course, Ryan Day didn't tell us how many snaps right. he would. He said Tony Alford does a good job of rotating those guys in, and that's why Dallin Hayden was ready like he was against yeah, Purdue. Yeah, and the reason I asked that, I'm gonna write about this later, is, well, he was your guy finally on Saturday. You know, he was the guy that played when his number was called, and because the other three guys who were supposedly ahead of him on the on the uh, pecking order there were not available. So how much do you count on those guys being available this week, even though you're hopeful they will be, and how much do you throw this urgency in there about even giving him even more reps? Because let's face it, he could use it in pass protection reps. I mean, because that was lacking to a certain extent on Saturday. That's been his bugaboo for a while. But uh, that, that's a really interesting dynamic they have to, they have to deal with this week. My big takeaway is uh, Ryan Day's putting more on Kyle McCord's plate. You saw it with the way that they were elevating things in the running game, doing more pre-snap stuff, giving him more of a look at the, what the defense is doing. I asked him about that. He said, yeah, it's all part of the progression. And then I asked him if it was on pace with Dwayne Haskins and C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields because that's the standard that Kyle McCord has to play to. The stats don't look like that, but Ryan Day said, yeah, he's just about on pace with the offense that we're giving him compared to those other guys. 
that tells me that they have a lot of confidence in him to do everything he needs to do to beat Penn State. Um, and I thought it was really interesting uh, what he was talking about. Other things with creativity, Ryan Day was asked about the motions. He was asked about different play calls. Uh, Andy's going to have a really good film breakdown for LettermanRow.com. Make sure to go subscribe $1 right now for a month. Or Is that all? You can get uh, an entire year for $50. It's super cheap. Um, so wow. I, I just think that the, the creativity is coming along with this offense, and that's a byproduct of getting six more comfortable yeah. in the offense by, back under center. So that was my big takeaway from uh, Ryan Day. But also... I thought it was really interesting, the, the notes about Cody Simon from Jim Knowles and giving him more and more reps. It, I think he, he used the term neck and neck with Steel Chambers right now. It didn't look neck and neck on Saturday. It looked like Cody Simon was in the game more often because he was. He took more snaps. So I don't know where that linebacker room is going right now, but I know that it's very interesting and worth keeping an eye on when you have a Penn State team that throws the ball, which is what uh, Steel Chambers is good at defending, but they do a lot of dink and dunk, which is probably better suited in like a run first style offense and that means Cody Simon so I'm very intrigued to see what happens on Saturday. That's why that's why I asked uh, Jim Knowles I mean you, you look at this team and it looks like it's just going for first downs you know I yeah mean, uh, ball control uh, basically eat clock and stuff just look at them statistically then you look at their stats against Iowa the best defense they've gone against this year and a couple of these a couple of their four touchdowns were short field touchdowns one was midfield touchdown the bottom line is Drew Aller threw four touchdown passes in that game, and he personally threw, I think, 37 or 38 passes. The other quarterback who got in uh, threw four or five, but they threw 40, 43 passes, I do believe, in that game against Iowa, which showed them the best way to move the ball against a brick wall, which is usually Iowa's run defense, was to go around the brick wall, you know what I mean, but not deep. And the ticking, the ticking that Jim Knowles and his defensive staff are hearing is, Nobody offensively has an offense that doesn't at least practice throwing the ball down the field, you know, except Penn State hasn't done it in a game. And it's a little bit eerily like what Michigan, what we were talking about, about Michigan getting ready for that Michigan-Ohio State game last year when, J, when it looked like they did not trust J.J. McCarthy to throw the, throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield. Then, boom, what happened, right? There were some opportunities there. They took advantage of it. And he was pinpoint accurate that day on those advantages. So, yeah, uh, Jim Knowles and his staff have, have their kind of work cut out for him this week, getting prepped for that kind of like possible explosion. He also had guys running wide open through the secondary. I well, think I know I knew you were going to say that, but the point is there are a lot of reasons why the guys were running wide open, one of which is you did not respect the fact that they could beat you deep. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Tim. Okay, that's that's the yeah. analogy I'm using. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense because last year we did talk about Michigan not throwing the ball downfield, and then they did. Of we did the first see big play was a missed tackle on the edge. You which know it I mean? wasn't a, a throw thrown down the field. No, it, was it was really a, a, a prayer. Uh, that hitch did an itch. Uh, I did watch the West Virginia game against Penn State. They did throw the ball down the field, and they can throw the ball down the field. And this Ohio State defense has to be ready for it. I think they are ready for it, Andy. Um, but still one thing to be ready for it and then see it. Uh, I think this Ohio State defense has its biggest challenge of the year, not only because Penn State could always just bring out um, throwing the ball down the field, but also because they're okay with taking six yards, then four, then three, then seven, then six, then two. They're okay with running 90 plays if it means they're getting down the field methodically. That makes it harder for turnovers. It makes it harder for tackles for loss. It makes it harder for um, a lot of things in this defense. And the Buckeyes have a pretty big challenge this week. Well, teams have moved the ball in Ohio State this season. We saw it even last week against Purdue at the end of the first half. Purdue went all the way down the field to the one-yard line, still didn't score. 
because their field goal kicker missed all three kicks in that game. But this defense has come up big when it's mattered most. It's going to need to do that again against Penn State because Penn State can probably move the ball in this Ohio State defense. The question is, can Ohio State continue to get stops when it needs to? And I think that's what I'm going to be watching for because you know they need to, right? Because the efficiency has to be there with an offense that's probably not going to get 13 possessions again. Yeah. They're probably going to get somewhere eight to 10. I'm expecting more of a game like the Notre Dame game. I would think that yes. Penn State that's near the top of the country in time of possession and, and red zone plays, and like you said, long drives. I would think that they would adopt that same philosophy of trying to milk the clock, limit Ohio State's possessions, and try to win a close game. Yeah, and they, you know, they remind me most of teams Ohio State has played this year so far. This isn't a big stretch, profound statement. They remind me most of Notre Dame's approach against Ohio State, which was dink and dunk to the most part. You know, Ohio State backs off in zone, have, have your have your tight end just curl right into that zone, and he's wide open for a 12, 8, 12, 15-yard gain. Uh, Penn State has a couple of really good tight ends, in my opinion, and they're capable of that kind of situation. So Saturday, I'm curious to see how Jim Knowles utilizes his, like you like you were alluding to earlier, utilizes his, his uh, linebacker core and safety core against those possibilities because they are more than happy to take a 8, 10, 12-yard pass to the tight end and keep moving. I'm talking about Penn State is. So will you see more Steel Chambers? Will you see more Cody Simon? Uh, will you see more Sonny Styles on the field? You know, the answer to all those can could be yes. <laughs> but it could also be no, and, and that's one of the fun things about this is I, I do think Ohio State held back a little bit defensively last week against Purdue once it became clear that that game was over. So how do they plan on trying to stop Penn State? You just you kind of wonder. What I do know is every year there seems to be an Ohio State defensive lineman that steps up. It's never the same one, but some, one, you know, they always step up in this game. And it's, yeah. it's a Larry Johnson thing. It's a Ohio State defensive line thing. Um, they've got a pretty big challenge this week, but I'm very curious to see who steps up. Maybe, just maybe on Friday, full prediction will be about that. Yeah, and the thing about it is that Larry Johnson thing, the Larry Johnson thing, ladies and gentlemen, is Larry Johnson was a longtime assistant coach over there who didn't get the call when they, uh, when they had to make a coaching change uh, many, several, many years ago because he's been here since 2014. Uh, 14. Uh, so there's always been a, whether the player, whether he admits it or not, the players sense it. There's a little bit of a, uh, for one of another term, a vendetta there that uh, the players are more than happy to help him, you know, I, I guess prove his worth, so to speak, especially in this matchup. One of the things that nobody seems to be talking about, everybody is focusing. So now we're in. going to? Yeah. Okay. That's what we do. We highlight things here. Uh, one of the things people keep talking about is this Ohio State defense against the Penn State offense. I'm very much curious about the Ohio State offense versus the Penn State defense. Uh, blitzing unit, Manny Diaz said he is very, very sure of what he's going to do against Ohio State. He said it two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, seems Wasn't very that crazy, by the way? Yeah, seems very confident in the way he's going to defend Ohio State's offense. Um, there are now uh, talking points about if you can stop Marvin Harrison Jr., then you can shut this offense down. Well, good luck doing that. The cat and mouse game is just fun, Andy. And Ohio State's offense has got its hands full with the offensive line trying to defend this Penn State front, but also the Penn State secondary against the Ohio State offensive playmakers is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you've got the best uh, passing attack in the Big Ten against the best passing defense in the Big Ten. Penn State's given up one passing touchdown all year in yep. six games. It's pretty crazy. They have seven interceptions forced and one touchdown given up through the air. So that's obviously going to be a battle. Uh, and then. You know, those defensive ends, those edge players for Penn State, as well as their linebackers, can really get to the quarterback. They're helping that secondary play, playing as well as it is. Okay? Mm -hmm. They're getting pressure. 
And I think that's going to be the biggest test so far for this Ohio State offensive line in protecting Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord protecting the ball. Sometimes he's been, as Tim has noted, and other people have noted too, sometimes Kyle takes too many steps back in his dropbacks. I think that'll be key this week, helping that offensive line. Uh, and I think he needs to protect the ball. Everyone needs to protect the ball. Yeah. Turnovers, line of scrimmage, that's going to oh, be yeah. a battle. Turnover battle is going to be key. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a close game, probably going to come down to the end. Brian Day had intensity today. He was asked about it. He said, hey, I'm coaching this team hard. They want to be coached hard. Yeah. And that's something about this group that stood out. He doesn't know exactly what is separating this group from other groups. He'll, he said he probably know at the end of the season. But that was something that I thought was notable today about how he said he's he's just much more intense with this group. Yeah, if he would like to hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Okay. If you'd like to see Ohio State versus Penn State, we gotta get this in, Tim. We gotta pay the bills. I know, man. Uh, go to GameTime.co or the GameTime app. Sorry, Tim, we just got to pay the bills. Oh, I know. Uh, I did do it on my podcast. Or, excuse me, the Tim May Show. Use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout. Get $20 off your first purchase. Hey, um, I've seen some ticket prices for this week for Ohio State, Penn State. They're all over the place. Use the promo code Buckeyes to save at least $20 on it because if you don't save the $20, you're going to be paying... Oh my gosh, the ticket prices are just outrageous. Like 236 246 and up uh, is what I saw this morning uh, at, on... For example, GameTime.co. Yeah, so if you use the promo code Buckeyes, you'll save $20. Oh, and by the way, if you find a ticket in your section, buy it on GameTime.co or the GameTime app. Find a ticket, similar ticket in, a, in the same section or same row that's cheaper on a competing ticketing app that will not be named or any of them that will not be named. GameTime will refund you 110% the difference. That's right, 110% of the difference. That is a hell of a deal. Of course, terms apply, but if you are trying to go see Ohio State versus Penn State, um, and you don't have student tickets or can't get a hold of students who will sell you tickets for beer money, go to the GameTime app or GameTime.co and get those tickets. Save $20 using the promo code Buckeyes and get that 110% the difference if you can find a ticket that's cheaper on a different site. All of that just means you're going to save a lot of money. Of course, terms apply, but go to GameTime.co or use the GameTime app right now for those Beer tickets. money? That, you know, what you can make on this game is more like rare wine money. You know what I mean? Uh, rarefied wine finds. I mean, and it's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. This is a great example. The ticket prices for these for this game or whatever and up. We were trying to tell people to get on GameTime.co or GameTime app five weeks ago to get in. For this ticket. For, for this game. For this ticket because they were cheaper. Yeah. I mean, across the board. Uh, but it is... It is so interesting, you know, we think college football is being guided in the correct direction, right, uh, with all these uh, conglomerations of uh, conferences. And if this game is not going to be on the schedule on a regular basis, it's going to not only cost game time, the game time app and people who put their tickets on game time, but all kinds of other industries, you know, uh, hotels, whatever, restaurants, whatever. I mean, the demand for tickets for this game is out the, I was going to say a bad word there is out the gourd. Yeah. And the fact that major college football uh, powers that be have determined this doesn't need to be a, a game that's on the schedule every year. I don't even know what they're, what, uh, what digital, uh, uh, what, what's the, what, what digital kind of like um, device they're looking at, digital numbers they're looking at that tells you that's a good idea. Yeah. Like all these coaches going for it on fourth down now. It's crazy. I like that. I mean, how can you have the Big Ten and not have Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan all playing each other in the same year forever? Well, they did it for 70 years before Penn State decided to pony up Yeah, but up they've done it for 30 since they, should, since oh, they I, showed up. I'm well aware. Uh, that's a long time. That's, older, that's longer than you've I think, been born. Oh, yeah, I think you've covered all of them too, Tim. Uh, I have. There you go. Uh, I was even here in 70, uh, 
the 79 season opener, 78 season opener, when Arch Schleister got sacked about 14 times. Well, it's common core is probably not going to get sacked 14 times, but if this Ohio State offensive line can protect and get him down the field, maybe Devin Brown will have a chance in the red zone. That's a great transition, Spencer. Thanks, Spencer. Uh, Tim, yeah. thoughts on the Devin Nobody Brown? Nobody likes you like you. Go ahead. <laughs> thoughts on the Devin? I've been told in the comments. Thoughts, thoughts on the Devin Brown package moving forward, Tim? Well, I'm going to write about that because we talked about it yesterday, right? And I've you know, got sort of confirmation from Ryan Day because I know, you know, I've known guru, but I know kind of how Ryan Day thinks. I mean, he's always looking. You were born at night, but not last night. Right, but he's, he's always looking for that little edge, man, if he can get it. If he, and, if, and the other thing is if you can get to it, yeah. you know what I mean, from a play calling standpoint. But I just think throwing that out there last week, uh, first I was reluctant to give it a lot of credit because I go, why would you show somebody that, you know, a week ahead before you're playing them? And then I go, my other voice over here said, because, dummy, they got to prepare for that. And then they also got to think, well, what can they do off of that package? And is Ryan Day just offered in there in almost a throwaway line, you know? And Devin Brown can throw the ball too. They have confidence in Devin Brown throwing the ball. Uh, so I think that was, I think that was the exact right thing this offense needed in the red zone. We've seen it before. We'll talk to to uh, Urban Meyer about it this week on Urban's Take uh, of what he did with Tim Tebow in 2006. You had a quarterback who needed to be on the field in certain situations was Tim Tebow. You had a starting quarterback in Chris Leak, who, you know, who'd been your starter the, the year before. Figured out a way to play both of them, and all they did was go out and finally win the national championship that year. Yeah. So there is nothing wrong with what they have done in that package, and I'm looking forward to see where the Devin Brown package goes. Yeah, me too. I thought it was a really cool wrinkle they added, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I think that Ryan Day also mentioned it was important to flush some of those mistakes out at right. Purdue. You know, get those out of the way. He's mentioned multiple times. Look, Kyle McCord struggled at first when he was the starter of this team. Devin Brown is still behind in that progression. He hasn't had the reps that Kyle McCord got early weeks, okay? So this is part of the process, too. You're just seeing him struggle just as Kyle struggled in week one, week two. I think that was important to get him as many reps as he did against Purdue so that that doesn't happen. You know, the fumble, the, the risky pass on the outbreaking route. You don't want those happening against Penn State, so you had the, the reps there. Isn't it funny? I think both of these happened after Devin Brown got the ball poked out going in, which would have been another touchdown. Uh, was it Carnell Tate catches that deep ball, I think, from uh, Cal McCord, and he kind of has to twist funny, and he, he knows he's going to get caught, so he puts both hands on the ball. Yeah. Brandon Ennis catches that pass from Devin Brown down the right sideline, jukes. The defender goes by him, and he runs to the goal line, but he feels people coming, both hands on the ball. Whether that's... I got a, I got a feel over the sideline there. They reinforced that idea, you yeah. know what I mean, to make sure, hey, guys, both hands on the ball. You know well, what it's, I mean? It's all young players trying to earn playing time. I know, but how my, do you stay yeah. off the field? You fumble the football. You fumble the so, football. That's exactly right. Uh, Devin Brown absolutely cannot turn the ball over in the red zone, and I, I kind of beat that horse a little bit on Monday, but that's the bottom line. But if it you, happened, if, yeah. you move on. Yeah, but, but it can't happen again. But how do you know it's not going to happen again is my point. Oh. You know, you stress the point, it well, can't happen again. Hold on a second. I, I think there's room for the Devin Brown package on the field. Uh, and they're going to use it, so there's no point in me saying that I don't understand it. Um, but one thing that I would love to see is I would love to see Ryan Day substitute Devin Brown in there uh, near the red zone and keep him out on the field and have both quarterbacks on at the same time. And then when he's playing quarterback, put Kyle McCord out there because then Penn State won't be able to bring its personnel in to defend the Devin Brown run package. Then Penn State won't be able to defend these quarterbacks differently. I think that's a wrinkle that you should probably toy with to uh, kind of game the system on the 
Uh, yeah, I like the wrinkle more of Devin Brown has the possibility of throwing it when he's on the field. No, I, I, I understand that's, that's that. That's my I just, that's I think my that, take on it. I think that there are, teams are going to. I don't think this. I know this because I've watched football for a long time. You have too. Yeah. Teams are, and now, that, especially with the substitution rules, teams are going to substitute in to defend Devin Brown differently than they than they defend Kyle McCord. So if he's out there for one additional play, just out wide, not part of the play, and you can put him at quarterback and keep Kyle McCord in there, then you don't give opponents the opportunity to sub. And so maybe that's a way that Ohio State can equate those numbers even better and game the system a little bit. Uh, and but maybe if they're substituting a, a linebacker type or a strong safety type, as opposed to like a, you know, for one or another term, a nickel defense type, you know, that's the advantage Ohio State. And we're going to get kicked out of here in three minutes. Uh, Ohio State's about to start practice in three minutes. That's why we have to get out of here, and that's why we have to go get to work. Andy Backstrom, he's going to have a lot of coverage at LettermanRoad.com, including a really cool film study that I'm excited to read. Uh, he's been work cooking up for a while in the Ohio State running game. Tim May will have plenty of content. He's already told you about it all uh, throughout this episode. I'm Spencer Holbrook. I will also have content on the website, LettermanRoad.com. Get it all half off right now for one year. $1 for one for one month, and we'll talk about pricing after that if you're not into the whole year thing. Uh, we understand, but I encourage you to go get that deal. Uh, the big game sale at LettermanRoad.com. Matt Parker on the recruiting side. It is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. Uh, we are very excited to celebrate with you. That's why we're getting out of here, and Ohio State's about to uh, get to work. Marvin Harrison Jr. back on the Jugs machine, the Monarch machine after a couple drops. Don't think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. But we'll Wasn't see. That on, amazing? Wasn't that amazing? We'll see on Saturday. I mean, but yeah, but I mean, we're quick. Wasn't that amazing? He has a couple of drops, and then the who came out with their mid-season All-American team, and he's left off of it, but Tyleek Williams is on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you just never know what's co coming around the corner in college football. Yeah, well, there are stupid people everywhere, Tim. Yeah, there are. <laughs> That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Baxter. I'm Spencer Holbrook. We're getting kicked out of here, so we're getting out of here. We'll see you guys on Wednesday back in this building when they let us back in. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.